All right, coming back in in five. Oh, for heaven's sake! We've been recording how long? I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. It's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That You know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're gonna go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast, and now here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Midwest Monsters Podcast coming at you, kicking it live from 9 to 5, because we have other things to do during those other hours. I am one of your hosts. I am Grizzly Adler, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff. And I guess my Chan. Why did we do that out of order? Because he pointed at me. Why did you break character? I didn't break character. I'm I'm still the same character. I'll always be Matt He doesn't like structure. This man loves anarchy. Anarchy! If you stand up, they'll all stand up. It'll be anarchy. Chaos reigns. No, but um, seriously. So, hey, we wanted to talk to you guys tonight about something fun that we did just a couple weeks ago. Still fresh. Still fresh. We were in Chicago. Chi-town. And specifically Schaumburg. Not Schwamberg. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, I need a ruling on this. Somebody needs to write in. Is it Schaumburg or Schwamberg? Not merely... Not merely a stone's throw from medieval times. We were at Days of the Dead Chicago. That was November, right? Mm-hmm. 21st to 23rd? 23rd. Yes. Uh, you know, I just... I party the months away. I don't know I what, party the months away. That's how it works. That's how it works. So we were, at, we were at the Days of the Dead Chicago. In Schaumburg. There you go. It's Not annoying. to be confused with Schwamburg. November 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Yep. Is there an echo in the room? And that was in Chicago. Yes, it was. Oh, was that in Chicago? Chicago, Illinois. No, it was in Schaumburg. It wasn't in Chicago. Oh, fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> like just, a schwami. See the future. <laughs> That's bad. Sure, what a schwami? A schwami? No. But no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, we, uh, <laughs> I just say we're off top here. Great time. Had a blast. Went up for uh, Friday afternoon, evening, night, into Saturday, early afternoon. Enjoyed myself. Uh, how about you, gentlemen? Um, if you guys might realize, or if you, I'm sure you remember, last year um, the professor and I went, and we did the wraparound show, and it was it was a treat getting to have Grizz go this year. Yeah. I thought it was an amazing time. What do you think, professor? I would have to agree. It was yeah. nice, and we and there were other people with us too. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, we took a, we took a bringing, group this time. Uh, yeah, bringing a group for uh, you know a, a convention that we had a lot of fun with last year. Uh, we, I was kind of worried that, about. You know, recapturing the magic. Right. I mean, right, it was right. that great. Last year was amazing. It was there again. It was yeah. A good time. You know, we took Mrs. Matchan along with us. She had a great time. We right. took a uh, friend of the show, Ryan Williams, as many of you guys remember yes, from the Phantasm yes, yes. episode, uh, aka Rye Bones. And Rye we took a uh, friend of the show, Todd, 
from, from several episodes, several John episodes, Carpenter yeah. and yeah, uh, Romero zombies, all that. So yeah. uh, we were the monster crew was rolling hard, rolling hard. Yeah, we so, were rolling with the homies this time. <laughs> rolling with the homies. That gets a laugh. Mine gets a that's bad. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, why you no selling him? <laughs> so, what can I say? So, um, God, what do we guys want to talk about? It's um, let's, let's just start off how uh, when we first got there. Like when we first got there, um, there was some hot tension. Like no, for real, like uh, last year we got there early and we got right in the room and it was it was just this thing. And uh, like the professor said, we were worried about recapturing magic. And sure enough, we show up and they're just like, "Your room is not ready." And I'm sitting there like. Fair. Rooms aren't supposed to be ready until three. We but last up, year I got in at twelve thirty. We showed up at eleven a.m. <laughs> Demanding rooms. Eleven thirty, eleven twelve, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> look, last to be fair, got, I want to no, be fair no, to no. the hotel people. No, no, no. But it was still a good time though. But I mean, it started off kind of. It started off kind of, kind of rough. But it, at normal convention time, by five o'clock opening convention time, we were badges in. We were badges in hotel room, packed away, in the convention, legit doing our. Things just seem worse when you're excited and anxious. Right. Yeah. So let's talk when about... When you're trying to recapture magic. Well, well yeah. You put see, a lot that was of pressure kind of the thing the I did. I put a lot of pressure on the situation. Because for me and the professor, like I said, last year was an amazing experience. We forgot to tell you this is actually an intervention podcast. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I, I, drink, I drink too much. I have way too much to drink all the <laughs> you time. You set high expectations. We're just going to talk about it right here. But no, I mean, last year the professor and I had such a great time. We were like, can we do this again? We bring in a group of people this time. And it did. It met expectations all the way around. No, for sure. Let's talk about the first thing Friday night, how we walk into the convention. We're walking around, and then Miss Felissa Rose was there. Wow. You guys, uh, you remember we talked about Felissa Rose earlier in our Sleepaway Camp episode, and how much Grizzly Abner has just this huge crush on Felissa Rose. Like, he was just like, where's her teeny weeny? I gotta see it. I need to meet this woman. It's, it was amazing. That was Take inaccurate. That part was inaccurate. But, uh, <laughs> we get in there, and... Uh, well, like, you know, no Matt Chan's like, uh, well, there she is, man. Go meet her. And I'm like, no, not yet. Not yet. It's not the right moment. walk around for 25 minutes while this dude finished a beer. A 25-minute beer. Like, not a two-minute beer like we usually have. A 25-minute beer so he could build up the courage to go meet a woman who was in a movie in 1984. And I had Eye of the Tiger playing on my headphones. <laughs> just trying to get myself pumped up. And, uh, it was like a training montage. It was horrible. Went to uh, went to meet her, and she was just as fantastic as I had hoped she would Ola be. Fantastic. She was Timothy Ola Fantastic. Word. She really was. She was She was amazing. Yeah, that it was, was just awesome. Bad. <laughs> yeah, that, that. that was unacceptable. <laughs> Olaf- if I'm going to get called out for Swami, <laughs> come on. <laughs> we love you, Timothy Ola Fantastic. Uh, excellent, excellent actor. <laughs> Love that you guys are work. like Deadwood, Justified. I'm yeah. sitting there like he's all the fantastic. <laughs> Not so much Hitman. We'll leave that one out. Right on. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, she was just she was funny and cute, and you know, just she was really playing into the audience. You know what I mean? Like she was really yeah, having like fun. literally is really like having fun. People were just like, "Oh, I loved your movie." And when you came up at the end and you had a peony, and she was like, "I don't still got my peony." I show you, and I mean, she was amazing, dude. And then Why do you always bring up a wiener? No, no. <laughs> seems to be a fixation. <laughs> I have a fixation. This on is that. the other part of this intervention. We're, <laughs> yeah. we're here because no, we no, care. No, no, no. But seriously, like people, the people before us in line, before you in line, because yeah. when you, when I told you to meet her, there was nobody in her line. And then by the time we met her, you had to wait how long? Twenty minutes? Twenty five? Yeah, minutes? yeah, yeah. And it's funny because when you wanted me to go meet her, there was just some nerd there, no selling her. No selling everything she did. He was like, "Your movie was dumb." 
and I saw it, but I loved it, and other people hate your movie, but I love it. <laughs> Jay, I was like, we gotta go rescue Melissa. I was like, I'm not ready yet. I gotta, I gotta, I got the tiger. He was doing fucking jumping jacks. Oh, man. I, I The funniest part, though, is, and actually, Rybone's got it on video, and he sent me a, sent me a link to the video. Uh, Melissa was telling us about her upcoming calendar. That's yes, I love uh, that calendar. Have you seen it? I've seen photos from it, yeah, excerpts. Why you lie these people? No, I That's how. That's the reason I asked her. Yeah, why don't you, you have the no, calendar? Yeah, yeah, but it'd be awesome. <laughs> Forget both of y'all. I asked her why. I asked her why she didn't have the calendar, and she said they weren't printed and ready in time. They should, but they're by the time you guys are hearing this, they are event. They should be event. So she's John telling Max. me. <laughs> so she brought like some bootleg prints. Bootleg, bootleg as hell, dude. Yeah. And then she was like telling, like she was looking at me, and she was like, "Oh, and I, you know, I, I actually did some nudes for this, and it was the first time I had done nude." And she's like, "Going on," and then she stops, and it's like she was in the zone because she was just talking to me, and she goes, "Oh man, I, I thought you and I were the only ones here." And the fuck, the fucking <laughs> thing about that was she was signing another dude's autograph while she was talking to Grizz, like she was looking Grizz in the face, talking to him, but this dude Steven or whatever was off to the side, like. No, no, it's okay. She's telling stories. It's fine. But she was looking at Grizz like, like she said, the only two people in the room. But this dude, Steven, was over here like, here's my money. And I was like, I was like, no, no, Steven. Finish the story, Felissa. Finish the story. That was awesome. That dude. was fun. Um, so you guys got the interview, right? Yes, sure did. Yeah? We waited. We, we hung around because Friday night she did the, um, the what was it? The karaoke, karaoke party. Yes, yeah, karaoke. She did karaoke. She hosted karaoke Friday night. And Days of the Dead, and with a special guest. Well, the why don't we save that for yeah, after this Felissa yeah, yeah, interview? Yeah. Uh, so, anything you want to say about the Felissa interview, uh, uh, there, Professor Wax? Yeah, just your her uh, energy captured. Her energy for is us. captured good. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any? Did you have any experience with her? Anything? Uh, no, just I mean, all through the weekend, yeah. just the basic interactions. No, no. Uh, I didn't go up and get an autograph or anything like that. Yeah. But if you guys She's look a lot the, of fun. If you guys look at the blog at Scaryoki, there will we will post a picture of the entire group, like all yeah, of us, everybody yeah. we talked about. Well, she posed with us at Scaryoki because yeah, we we forged we forged this kind of neat friendship with her, and yeah. so we'll post that picture on the blog for you guys to see. Are you, you want to roll into that? Are you gonna? Are you really gonna post it? I'm really gonna post it. You, you haven't have sent it to nobody. No, I know. I've sent it We've to everybody begging. but you. Well, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you sent it. To your email. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to go to the interview? Yeah, yeah. Let's check out that interview. Sweet. Hey, Monsters. Welcome back. I am here with Felissa Rose. How are you doing today, Felissa? Oh, I am so well. I'm having the best time at Chicago Days of the Dead, baby. <laughs> so, Felissa, recently at our first annual Midwest Monsters Camp Out, we showed Sleepaway Camp to all of our listeners who attended the camp out to rave reviews because more than 75% of them had never seen the movie. What kind of reactions do you get from fans after they see the movie for the first time? Holy shit. <laughs> I'm totally shocked. And can I see your penis is the biggest question. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think people just, you know, think the, the movie is cool because the ending is just so totally out of left field. Right on. For sure, yeah. So, um... So our listeners know, how exactly, you weren't exactly in that final scene, were you? I was in the final shot with the close-ups. Oh, yes. Um, but they did make a mold of my face, and they put it on a young boy's body. He was 18, of course. Right. And he was standing there through the night with everything hanging out. 
<laughs> See, uh, we actually talked to Frank Sorrentino about that, oh, and Frank told us he th- he was like, "It's so interesting that that guy's never come forward." No, and he's not. <laughs> he has not. He's the true star of the movie, um, but he is nowhere to be found. I think I can understand why. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all understand why. But um, so we did talk about Frank, like I said, and he told us about a little movie called Blood Reservoir. Would you like yeah. to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, uh, me, Frank Sorrentino, and Jonathan Tiersten just did a slasher called Blood Reservoir. Um, it's sort of a love letter to all the classic horror movies. It's uh, a little tongue-in-cheek, and uh, we're running through the woods. It was a lot of fun with a cool cast, and, um, you know, hopefully it will be out in the next year or so. But, uh, yeah, we had a great time, the, the, the other actors and myself. Now, um, Sleepaway Camp was your first movie, correct? Yes, Sleepaway Camp was the first one at the gate, baby. And they offered you these sequels, but you were in school at the time? Well, I was just applying to college, and I had been admitted to NYU Early Decision. So, Michael Simpson, I think, had his heart set on Pamela Springsteen. And, quite honestly, I really didn't kind of have it for that role. Like, it's a little bit more comedic and, you know, that kind of humor. But it worked out perfectly. She was amazing. I went to school and here we are, you know. Now, do you have some sort of past that I read about with Adam Sandler? I do, yeah. I went to NYU and he was in his senior year and he and I were cast in an MTV series called Party Phone Series um, and we just did one episode together where we were on the phone and it was hilarious. He's awesome. I got to hang out with him in college. Um, A a true talent, obviously, but um, a really nice person. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that you'd like to let people know about right now? I do. Um, I have a movie called Zombie Killers coming out with Dee Wallace, Billy Zane, and Misha Barton. That comes out in February. I have a movie called No Solicitors that I produced with Eric Roberts. Camp Dread with Danielle Harris and Eric. Um, and a Supernatural within these walls. And now I start <laughs> filming next week Caesar and Otto's Paranormal Halloween. Awesome. That is awesome. Now, if somebody wanted to find you on social media, how would they go about doing that? I am all about that. Um, my Twitter handle is Felissa underscore Rose. Um, my Facebook, I have two pages, Felissa Rose Esposito, Felissa Rose Esposito Miller. And Instagram, Felissa Rose 123. So hang out with me. I love chatting with everyone. And we thank you for doing this today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Such a great pleasure meeting you. Oh, man, that Felissa Rose. What a treat. Yo, Angela, why are you so fucked up? Sir, this is a family podcast. No, it's not. You be cursing. I cuss all the time. Oh, man, I'm, <laughs> I'm punching glasses of beer. Um, so, uh, karaoke. Let's get back into that. So, Felissa was a guest host of Yes, Scarioke. yes, with DJ Munchie, man. Yeah, like, uh, Harry Beans, DJ Munchie, man. Munchie. Awesome, Munchie's dude. awesome. Awesome, awesome dude. dude. Um, Scaryoke also co-hosted by it was surprisingly it was co-hosted by Dee Wallace who was not supposed to be the co-host but she came down and they she was on stage she was having a mic she did some dancing it was amazing it'd be proper to call her the jump start the jump, <laughs> she yeah she really did she did it's like it, she was literally the black eyed peas of that whole thing and if I remember she, she got, got shit started <laughs> Uh, if I, and if I remember correctly, like like everybody was just kind of like mellow when it started, and she called everybody pussies. Yes, for not yes. dancing. If that you remember, true. Dee Wallace don't call somebody a pussy. I was like, I was you like, have to go to one of these events. I was dude. like, it was amazing. Dee Wallace just called me a pussy. Well played, <laughs> well played. And it, but you got hyped though, didn't you? Fuck, totally got hyped. Not not when Dee Wallace calls you out, you get hyped. When I started, Dee Wallace I started you fist pumping. You know, so uh, so karaoke is always a blast. Karaoke is always a blast. Love karaoke. What did you sing, Grizz? 
Well, I've got an old standard, which is always my first karaoke song of the night. If I get to sing multiple, it always starts with this one, a little wholesome prison blues by the man in black himself, Johnny Cash. Now, I want to point this out. We're in the middle of a horror convention. This is the only guy up there. He's saying Folsom Prison Blues. But, and I was like, this is a little out of place. And then what were we were singing? Mr. Roboto by the end of the oh, night. Gosh. Like, there was so much that goes on at these conventions because you have such an eclectic group of people. I it say, was amazing. The first song, really a shocker. This guy gets on stage. And, and Mr., if you're listening, this is no offense to you. Because no, I'm, dude, you were Because amazing. I'm totally going to hype you up by the end. But this guy gets on stage clearly very under the influence of something. Under. And he's wearing, like, a grown man Batman pajama outfit. I love that, dude. And, like, a Ninja Turtles flat bill. And I'm like, this dude is going to train wreck right here, Sorry right now. Sorry party rock. And he got up there, and he nailed Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. Nailed it! Without even looking at a monitor for the lyrics. Did not need a lyric! Rapped for five minutes straight. And I was like... Homeboy got chops. Didn't miss it. He was MCA. He was everybody. Yeah. Like, he was And then person. he left. Yeah. <laughs> he literally dropped the mic and bounced. It, and I actually him. walked by me and said, it's bedtime. And then he smacked me in the face. <laughs> I, I specifically, like, chased this dude down on my way to get a beer just to tell him how awesome he was. I was like, I, I, was, I didn't say, now, when you got on stage, I thought he was pretty funny. <laughs> he killed it. So, sound like saving Silverman. Party with <laughs> you. Party with you. So uh, I would like to just say that the Grizz did a exceptional job, and I am not. Oh, a, he did. He did. And I am not Thank a big you. fan of the karaoke. So when I say this, hopefully that carries a little gravity with it. <laughs> Thank um, you. Everybody was singing along. I think more so than any other song I heard while we were down there. Yeah, well, some prison blues, dude. You had it. And I'm not just saying that because you're my bud. It's right. the honest truth. You nailed it. People were partying. <laughs> Yeah, they were. They really were. It was part. No, it really was. It was a party rock inside type atmosphere. And Days of the Dead always brings that though. They're after Iron parties. Diamond, yeah, like I, like oh, the, the band. Iron Diamond, yeah, Iron right. Diamond came out and killed it. Yeah, they did. Because before karaoke even started, the Iron Diamond, a '80s metal tribute band, came out and just killed it. They're good. And they always do. And they they had and being at an at an '80s tribute band concert with Rye Bones is kind of surreal. Because he's in the audience singing, they're on stage singing, like, it's a full-on experience, because Rybone, if you guys don't know, Rybone is in a 80s tribute band called Lipstick, based out of Richmond, Indiana, and he's an amazing singer, and then this guy on stage, like, they're, it's, it, it was just a cool experience. Every song they sang, he was singing with them, and it was awesome for me. Like, I like that more than I like just being in that atmosphere. I like being with Rybone in that atmosphere. Yeah. Turn down for what? Heard yeah. That? So, um, any other things you guys want to say about Scarioke? Scarioke, no, man, Scarioke was kind of amazed. I mean, we saw a few people, like, there was a girl that was dressed up as Columbia from um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and she was up there just, like, she was killing it. Killing it. And, like, there was, like, it, uh, like I looking was... around at the crowd, like, seeing people I know, it was like, oh, my Starry-eyed surprise. Like, people had stars in their eyes. It was amazing. I was mesmerized. Well, uh, a professor here compared it to, like, the Dreamweaver sequence in Wayne's World. Oh, Dreamweaver. <laughs> but, uh, and, then, and then the whole crew from Muncie that does the, um, the, the Rocky, Rocky Horror Picture Horror stuff. Show. Yeah. It's great. It's they, great. They, they were awesome there that They're night. Good people. Good yeah, time. but um, another, like, we talked a little bit earlier about Dee Wallace kind of surprised co-hosting this, because she wasn't Scheduled to be the co-host, but she ended up getting up there and dancing and singing and cursing. It well, was kind of amazing. Yeah, she so. really does.
But she was another woman that we got to interview over the course of the weekend. D. Waller Stone. Fact. 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 <laughs> to quote the great Todd. Fact. Favorite D. Wallace movie? Where do you start? Um, Howling. I don't. You, uh, you, know, you I, said Howling. I just, I, I, I basically told her, I was like, she, you were my mother in the 80s. Because she was. She was like every mother in the 80s that I loved. Cujo, so it was amazing. Too. It's tough. Cujo, yeah. You do. Good stuff. All right, so ooh, ooh, you guys ooh. got to interview D. Um, yeah, was that? sure did. Um, she was amazing. We interviewed her uh, in the afternoon. Got autographs. Yeah, we all met her. Got autographs from her. I got a, I got an awesome print from her. It's hanging up in there right now. This awesome, yeah, amazing. We got uh, cool prints too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she had a lot of good artwork stuff. Artwork that split, and half of it was the Howling, and the other half Cujo. And, and I've got a, I've got a uh, Howling price. print that she had on her table that was actually done by. Uh, a good friend of ours, Joel Robinson. Cool. And if you guys have been to conventions before, you've seen Joel's work. I've got Joel's D. Wallace print from the Howling autographed in there right now, and I love it. It's Sweet. amazing. Very Super cool. Cute. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear that interview. Go ahead, man. Hey, Monsters. This is Matt Jan here, and I'm here with the lovely D. Wallace. How are you doing today, D? Fabulous. <laughs> um... We appreciate you taking a few minutes to speak to us. You were essentially the mother of my 80s, of my childhood. Every movie, it seemed like you were in. You have such a huge following and a, a large body of work. Do you have a favorite movie that you've done amongst these? Oh, okay. uh, Actually, my favorite movie is Cujo. Cujo? Yeah. And why? You know, I just look at my work and I think I went about as far as I could go <laughs> there, so... Everything's believable. I'm just really proud of my work in it. Okay. And uh, so far, you've had the chance to work with Rob Zombie a couple of different times. Yeah. Um, Lords of Salem seemed to be almost a little bit different role for you <laughs> coming out of certain others. Um, how was it working with Rob? Well, I adore Rob Zombie. Everybody adores Rob. Um, I would work with him anytime he called. And, yeah, it was thrilling to be able to do a departure like that. Although... I did do a lot of that in the Frighteners. Well, yes, I guess you but, did. I um, guess you did. Um, but she was a little grosser and a little more out there, and <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, when you come to conventions like this and you get to meet the fans one-on-one, -on -one, what seems to be the, the movie or the picture that they have you sign the most? You know, it's a toss-up between Cujo, E.T., and The Howling. <laughs> right on, right on. It's pretty even, actually. Right on. Um... So do you have a favorite convention moment or a fan or somebody that's really touched you since you've been doing these? Uh, yeah, I had a mom with an autistic son who was 10 years old. She had never heard him speak in his life. She took him to see the re-release of E.T. and on the way home he was saying every line that E.T. said. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> well, we appreciate you speaking and taking a few minutes with us today. Are you enjoying Days of the Dead Chicago? Oh, you bet. What an awesome convention. If you haven't been, come. If you've been, come back. Dee, do you have any social media or websites that people can reach you on? I'm all over Facebook and Twitter. Please follow me. And you can see everything I'm doing at IamDWallace.com. Do you have any upcoming projects that people can look out for? I do. I'm recurring on Grimm and uh, another show called The Whispers for Steven Spielberg, which is a mid-season replacement. And I'm coming out in a couple of films, one of which is Zombie Killers, which will be out in February. It's an awesome film. Look for it. We thank you, Dee. Appreciate it. And Monsters will be back to you in just a few minutes. 
man, that D. Wallace <laughs> is something. That champ, dude, D. Wallace was amazing. But no, D. Wallace was amazing. But anyway, <laughs> like we had no, we had a lot of great interviews this weekend, and it's not just interviews. That's not what the weekend's about. Like Saturday, we got to see a lot of great panels. We got to do a lot of great screenings. Um, everything. We try to cover everything that Days of the Dead offers because they are an all-inclusive show. Man, if you get the weekend pass, you don't have to get the VIP to go into screenings. You don't have to get the VIP to go into panels. You can just go sit down on them. And there were a lot of great ones this weekend. What did you catch? Anybody have anything specific that they liked? Uh, I didn't stick around Saturday, so I didn't get to see any panels. Uh, Rose McGowan. Was Rose McGowan was also for you. Okay. I was uh, unfortunately I had to miss the one with all the killers. Yeah, the killer the killer panel was amazing. Yeah, Doug Bradley's was interesting. Okay, was, okay. Um, what was the first that first one Saturday? It's escaping me at the moment. It's actually escaping me too because we sat in it and I hate to be that way, but the killer panel was the one that really stood out to me. It was the women in horror panel. That was Sunday. Oh, was it? Okay, because we did a women in horror panel that was amazing, and it was uh, Felissa Rose, D. Wallace, John Borowski. Oh, Borowski! It was John Borowski. John Borowski is a. Um, if you guys don't know about him, he is a documentary filmmaker who's venturing now into feature films. But he's done H. H. Holmes, Albert Fish, and Carl Panzram, and he's also done a documentary that's called Serial Killer Culture, and Serial Killer Culture is about. People who live that lifestyle, like bands that talk, that sing songs about serial killers, people who collect um, memorabilia, murderbilia. It's murder, it, it, the whole murderbilia scene. Um, he goes into that. He interviews him. He has somebody interview him, and it's all about people who Jeffrey live the Dahmer lifestyle. Yeah, Dahmer and all that kind of stuff. And Borowski, we got it the pleasure of interviewing last year, talking to him, at least last year. I think we interviewed him, and we talked to him again this year, and he remembered exactly who we were. That was the cool thing because we had talked so in depth last year about serial killers that this year, while we were in the panel, I was asking questions and he remembered me from last year and was like, "No, no, no, I haven't decided to do this yet." Like, because I'd ask him about certain serial killers, like, "Would you like to do an updated version of something that people have already done?" Because he does turn of the century killers, you know, Pan's Ram and those guys. And I was like, "Would you like to do anything like a Dahmer or a, a Bundy?" And he gave me the thing. He was like, no, no, no. He's like, I have no interest in doing Jack the Ripper or the Zodiac or the Axeman, which is what we asked him last year, which was amazing. Yeah, so he, he remembered us, and he was he's always a good dude. Man. He was a fascinating listen. He oh, knows, every time, every time. He knows his stuff. One, I'll just share one tidbit that I like from his panel, which was when he talked about how the FBI reached out to him when they were looking for the BTK killer. Yes. And basically audited him at least the best that he could provide with anyone that has, had bought his movies like on because the killer was interested in H.H. H. Holmes yeah, so they, oh, wow. and he goes and so he looked out at the audience he goes so chances are any of you that have bought my stuff you're on a list <laughs> yeah I thought that was great wow, because that. we because we've all got that like yeah. do you have any of it I, I know Professor watched, and I both have all of them yeah, I watched picked up a book this I time. haven't watched Pants Ram but I have uh, we this past convention I bought both of his books and Serial Killer Culture, the DVD, and last convention, I bought all three of his documentaries. So, I, or all three, you know, Pans Ram and Fish yeah, and H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes, I bought all three of those last time. And he's just a fascinating person. He's from the Chicagoland area. He does great depth and great insight in everything that he studies. I hope and that so, he, he is a regular. 
I, I really do. Like, I, I look forward to seeing him next year. And anybody check him out. I believe his website is his name. His name com. Yeah. John Borowski. It's John Borowski. Com. B R O W. B R O O W S K I. John Borowski. Com. So, guys, definitely check that out because if you're into true crime at all, and especially the turn of the century stuff, his documentaries are amazing. And so the panels were awesome. I like us. I, I did see the serial killer panel. Serial killer panel um, consisted of Kane Hodder, Derek Mears, Sid Haig, and Tony Todd. Nice. Oh, brother! Like you talk about something Riding funny. Riding a traveling horse. Yes, like immediately out the gate, you'll see these pictures on our um, on our blog. There are photos of the traveling days of the dead horse with these four killers sitting on top of them. Doing their, loose. riding them, cutting loose. It's amazing. Derek Mears, if you guys don't know, is a stand-up comedian. He's an improv artist, excuse me, and he's amazing. <laughs> and like, so Derek alert. Mears at one point <laughs> takes over. He takes over the the whole thing, like like uh, the interview process, the the whole show. The guy who's doing the questions to the the um, panelists. Derek Mears takes over and started asking his own questions. Like, my questions are way more way more cooler than his questions. And Derek Mears is like, Kane, why'd you do this? Tony, why'd you do this? And this guy sitting over to the side, like, uh, like he's got that look on his face. Like I have that look on my face every time like I I try to order pay per view. I'm just like, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> Did it go through? Like, man, that's how it was, and it was it was amazing. Nice. But the the funniest panelist on there, Kane tells a lot of stories, Sid talks a little bit, Derek's hilarious but tony todd tony todd this is i've seen tony we've seen tony at other conventions but tony brought his a game this convention man tony was killing it and it was so funny because we uh, uh match and met tony todd and i waited in line with him so i could take his picture and stuff like that and i was on the fence i wanted to meet tony um but his autograph was a little more than i expected to pay <laughs> and, well, no it's for real it's right real. yeah it's just real talk um and so but i, I stood in line and i was going to take Matt chan's picture and then uh you know, Matt Chan and I are wearing our Midwest Monsters gear. Ripping the monster. And then Tony Todd is like, what's what's Midwest Monsters? You know, he's like, what is this? And what is this? And we tell him, and he was like, why haven't you reached out to me? Why don't you try to interview me? Is what he's like, <laughs> literally, he was mad. Yeah. He was like, why did you ever talk to me before? And Matt Chan <laughs> at that point was like a scolded child. He was like, uh, are we, no, we, we we tried to go through like the proper channels to do it. And he was like, okay, fair enough. Because we enough. always do that. Yeah, we yeah, really right, do. Right. And then he literally looked at us like we was dumb. He was like. We're at a convention. <laughs> yeah. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he was like, let's do it here sometime. And we're like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, for sure. And so, flash forward two hours. Yes. And lots of beer and apple pie moonshine later. Yes. And we're walking through and Tony Todd goes, hey guys, it's slow. You want to interview me now? <laughs> and we're like, uh, uh, yeah. And like completely caught off guard at this point. <laughs> and, the, the wife literally is like, are you guys okay? Can you interview Tony Todd? And the professionals that Grizz and I are, we handed off our apple pie moonshine and beer. So it was like, we got this. We looked down. <laughs> we, we pressed the wrinkles out of our shirt. <laughs> Which we had, though. And we sat down and just, I'm not even going to say we nailed the interview with Tony Todd. Tony Todd nailed the interview. Tony Todd Tony nailed Todd. the interview with Tony Todd. Uh, so much fun. Such an awesome guy. So yes. very friendly. Uh, genius. Genius. Just, just a genius. Just intelligent, um, insightful. Um, 
just an awesome dude. Yeah, remembered me by name the next day, and I didn't even interview him. Yeah, yeah, like, um, I came up to the table, he's like, Ryan. Like, <laughs> and I set the poster up yes. and had him sign it. And, stuff. and, and that was the thing. came out of his mouth? Yeah, I, thanks again, <laughs> uh, both of you telling him I was scared of him, and that's why I was standing <laughs> off with my camera. I forgot about that. Because I, I, I was, that. like, glancing over at his table, just seeing kind of, like, what uh, promo stills he provided and glossies to have signed. And I look over, and he's just smiling at me, waving, and both of you guys were. I was like, <laughs> They said something. Like, yeah. literally, we looked at him like, that, and we were like, that's the professor. He's, uh, he's, part, of our, he's part of our group, but uh, he's scared of you. And at that point, Tony Todd's like, there's no reason to be scared. Well, it is I love Candyman. Well, I, I was just going to say, real quick, he signed my poster the next day, Be Brave. Well, and right before Mad Chan met him, uh, earlier before we interviewed him, a girl met him and literally started sobbing. Crying, dude. Because she loved this him This chick was so crying. And, what did I do? And this is one of, the, one of the best things I've ever seen Mad Chan do at a con. He walks up to Tony Todd, and Tony Todd is speechless from this girl that was just openly weeping when she met him. And he looks at Chad like not knowing what to say, and Chad goes, I'm not going to be able to cry like that, dog. <laughs> and reduces Tony Todd to tears he of laughter. He did laugh. It was genuine <laughs> he did, laughter. He was on the like, deep laughter. Yeah, belly laughs. Mad Chan killed it. Ooh, kill him. Because I deadpanned him. I deadpanned him. I yeah. really did. I, I played I no-sold that. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be able to laugh like that, dog. And he just kind of looked at me. Cry like, like that. I cry like that. And he, he just looked at me and he started laughing. I was like, I can try if you want. And I made that face and Stopped. He was a stand-up. He was, oh, he was amazing. His, his pizza, pizza man. He tried to give. He tried to have us eat his pizza the yeah. next day. That's all. He's awesome. like, I got pizza. You guys hungry? Yeah, yeah. You want pizza? Left. He's yeah. Yes, take yeah. it. I was like, man, I feel kind of bad telling Candyman I don't want to eat his pizza. <laughs> you didn't take Candyman's pizza? No, I was we, full no, no, no. Y'all are out of your mind. Well, we had just eaten. I, I take him and force feed him. <laughs> I'd, I'd like no, to waterboard no, me. Hey, Tony, when, Tony when you listen to this, <laughs> you were amazing for offering us the pizza because Tony, amazing Tony literally was like, you guys got to post this on my social network and send it to my people. I, I do. My, my impression's horrible. But seriously, he was like, you need to post this. So, Tony, when you listen to this, it's not that we didn't want your pizza, dog. We literally just had Giordano's. We just had some deep Chicago deep dish, so it's not you, bro. My impersonation sounds like the bad guy from Inspector. Dude, Man. my impersonation is horrible because Tony oh, Todd is the only one that sounds like Tony Todd. Well, and he doesn't even talk like Candyman normally. Yeah. <laughs> so let's roll into that. Uh, let's listen to this awesome interview. Yes, the I'm down. Tony Todd. Good evening, listeners out there in podcast land. We are the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I am Grizzly Abner, and I'm here with Matt Jan. And we're here with a very special guest. Hey, what's up, everybody? Tony Todd, Midwest Monsters, be damned. Absolutely. We're at Days of the Dead, Chicago, 2014. And, uh, Tony, i got to ask you this. We're, uh, we're in Chicago. Yeah, uh, in Illinois. You, you know, you kind of did a popular movie that took place here in Chicago. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was called Keeper of the City with Lou Gossett. <laughs> no? Oh, I was thinking of a different oh, one. Oh, oh. <laughs> What's a play here once. Oh, a play? Yeah, what was yeah. that one? Uh, I was uh, at the Goodman Theater. No, you must be... Th oh, you're thinking of that little thing I did at Cabrini Green. Oh, yeah! Yeah, that little yeah. thing. Yeah, I did do something like that. I forget what it was called, but I had a blast. And uh, to this day, right now I'm holding up the picture of what it was. It's a guy, uh, he seems to have a missing hand or something. Oh, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. bees oh, or gnats yeah. or something floating and flying. You say his name into a mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's his it. name was Name 
Mimi Man. Mimi Man. That's Mimi it. Man. That's, that's it. He said it like six Mimi. times. He came out of the woodwork. Yeah, right? Something like that. Like, he literally scared the shit out <laughs> of my childhood. Right little cockroaches. <laughs> I, you know, I got to ask. Uh, being yes. back in Chicago, where you filmed that movie, uh, do you get special treatment here from the fans? You, you know get what? anything good? Chicago is one of my favorite cities, not only in the United States, but in the world. I've been oh, a lot yeah. of places. Yeah, I'll bet. Uh, uh, New York is uh, way up there, particularly on the jazz scene. But oh, when it comes yeah. to blues and good food and social people, Chicago rocks. So this is the spot. This is the spot. I mean, look, I, me and my lady were outside the Art Institute the other day. Not to push that I have an artistic side, but I do. <laughs> and it was 17 degrees, and we were taking, you know, pictures of each other. And this guy is walking down the street. It's 17 degrees. He says, "You like it? Let me take a picture." That's what Chicago does. People yeah. actually talk. I spent a lot of time, maybe too much time in LA. There's no socialization there. Yeah. It's like my BMW is shinier than yours. And, uh, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but it's that talking, man. I grew up on the East Coast, so I like, you know, you got to have your four seasons. You got to have know how to talk to your neighbor, how to Absolutely. get things done. Right. Yeah. You know, it's nothing like that. That also makes America right. Right. Sharing this life right. together. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Chan. So, another movie that uh, I know our fans really love you in is the Night of the Living Dead. Oh, man. Uh, no. Savini. Thank you, Tom, for giving me my first leading role. <laughs> so we're not gonna. We've heard a story recently about how you got the part okay. from Tom Savini. Okay, he so, told uh, you. I want to know what he said. <laughs> no, no, we we actually heard it on a different oh, podcast of different friends podcast. of the show. I want to give you know different interpretations. Right, yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. But um, what was your what was your experiences making that movie? Uh, again, when my son was born, so I have that emotional memory. Uh, you know, I saw the original Night of the Living Dead, and that's one of the things back. It was what was that? It was like a. 90? Yeah, no, the original one when it came out in 68. Yeah, I was a freshman. And uh, so I did drive-in. Drive-ins were big back then. There's nothing like a drive-in movie, particularly Night of the Living Dead, the original in black and white. And I knew then that, wow, I can make a living as as an African-American actor in America. And so I sort of held that with me. And then uh, this opportunity came up some 15 years later and I had to go for it and that's why I forced Tom Savini to cast me <laughs> now a lot of you guys might not know <laughs> a lot of you guys might not know but Tony's not just a film actor he started out as a stage actor could you elaborate a little bit on that yeah I'm still a stage actor I mean I started I got my master's in theater right and uh, oh where at uh, Trinity Rep Conservatory in Providence Rhode Island cool. after going to the Eugene O'Neill Theater Center in Waterford Connecticut Without them, I wouldn't be here. But before then, there was a raising of me by a single mom, my aunt, who taught me values, how to respect people, how to look people in the eye, how to say amen. Um, right now, I'm working on one man show called Ghost in the House. Cool. And I had, it's about the last 90 minutes of Jack Johnson, the legendary wow. champion. And yesterday, I got to go out to Graceland Cemetery and visit his tombstone. And I cannot tell you what an awe-inspiring, bone-chilling numbing sensation I had wow. asking the man for permission awesome. to, to retell his colorful life which we're going to bring all around America in 2015 colleges at-risk communities established theaters all over the place that's awesome man yeah, it's a multimedia show it's just one man on stage with two stools and a, and a water bucket and multimedia and uh, yeah, it's amazing and this is it. It's written by Ernie Hudson and Frank Magna. Oh, wow. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Now, this isn't your first one-man show, though, right? No, it's not. That's a good, a good question. I did a 
okay? <laughs> Try to freak Sorry, me out here. No, because no, I know you, you research. I know you may be a brilliant man, but uh, and no, we, no. we may have spent some time in prison together. And you can you can cry on command. I'm told. Um, yeah, I did a Dalton Trumbull piece called Johnny Got His Gun. Yeah, it's uh, an excellent book. Actually. It's a great book, oh, yeah. and you know it's about a man who comes back from war and he, yeah. he wakes up and realizes he doesn't have any use of his limbs anymore. All Metallica he has is his wrote a song mind. about that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so. Because of that, uh, Oliver Stone came inside, and I ended up in my first movie, which was Platoon. Wow. Now, I, I'm going to clarify that, because on record, that's what I always say, it was my first movie, and it was my first movie, but I had actually shot another movie before that. This is true, true disclosure, okay? You guys got a scoop. And that movie was a little movie called Sleepwalk, which was... Not directed by Jim Jarmusch, the Jarmish, but was he was the DP on it. Okay. So I always say this is a very obscure movie. Go out and find it, folks. Look for it. Dig. Sleep. Walk. It's just right, an artistic film. First time on camera. And right after that, I got I did the play, and then I got back. Very cool. See? Very Scoop. Cool. Exclusive. <laughs> Exclusive. Well, we know you got some fans lining up here. They want to meet you. Midwest Monsters. Absolutely. We really thank you for your time. Any other any other upcoming projects you want to... We, we got five films in the can. One of them I'm very proud of, uh, Reunited with Bernard Rose. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's a new version of Frankenstein that has on the fast track to go to Sundance. Yes. If you remember in the, in the original, the monster... Uh, encounters a blind man. Yeah. So right. Bernard updated it and made me a homeless blind musician, blues musician. Cool. So when I meet the monster, who I call my boy, was underneath the Sixth Street Tunnel, and I'm playing Muddy Waters' Manish Boy. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> dun 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 dun. And I adopt him, and he shows me the light, and I show him the world, and Man, things happen. Awesome. That yeah. sounds great. Very cool. Awesome. Well, well, Tony, we really appreciate you coming out and doing this for us, and come to the fans. Physical interpretation. Absolutely. Did, did they Absolutely. see it? Yeah. I will. I will do. A, <laughs> I will do a reconstruction for for everybody <laughs> that asks. Good, good, good. I'm like he was doing this, <laughs> and <laughs> thank you again for your time. In closing, could you just please oh, say? I got to say a rock first before I give you that rock out. I got to rock out to my boys over at Kingston Mines, my friend Frank Pellegrino. Whenever I come to Chicago. His, his club is me club. Awesome. Right, okay. awesome. Great kitchen, great blues musician. I know them all. Go support the blues. Very cool. Do you have any social media that folks can follow you on? Certainly. We have a Facebook. I don't know what, what my name is on it. <laughs> Maybe if we search for Tony. No, but more important, I love Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I have Twitter stock. Not that that matters, but uh, follow me on Twitter. At Tony Todd 54. Very cool. <laughs> Tony Todd, man. He almost touched my nose. <laughs> what a solid dude. It was amazing, man. Like, getting to do that interview with you yeah. was really cool because last year, like, we saw and met so many people, and the professor and I did that on our own, and you getting to be a part of this was, that was, that's what made it even better. This year. A lot of fun. I love that it was impromptu. I mean, we didn't have time to, we didn't have time to overthink it. We just jumped right, into it. Right, right, right. And that's yeah. usually how these go on these sites, and that's why I'm always happy when you can jump in and do these with yeah. us. Sure. That makes it like I think it was also awesome that he blew our we kind of blew his mind a little bit that we knew so much about him. Yeah, well, I was gonna say like, it makes you've it been doing your research twice, <laughs> twice as exciting when you know that they actually want to be doing this. Yes, like yes. he went out of his way to pluck us out from walking by. Right, right. Because he was ready to have fun doing it. He was like, like you cool. big ugly bearded guys, get back over here. <laughs> he called us by name though. Yeah, he did call yeah. us by name. It yeah. was awesome. So, Tony, yeah. we appreciate you for doing Absolutely. that, man. Absolutely. You're an awesome dude. You are an awesome, awesome dude. So, you guys got to interview another guy from the Killers panel. Yes, yes, yes. And now, here's yeah. the, the cool thing about it, because Derek Mears has already told us 
and it's not Derek. We understand that Derek doesn't do con interviews. He, we can contact the right proper channels, which we usually always do. And Derek's an awesome guy, but we talked to Derek Mears for 25 minutes yeah. at his booth yeah. Yeah. about everything that he's done, everything we've done, because I sent Derek Mears a message after I saw Ninja Turtles in the theater. I was like, Derek, saw you in Ninja Turtles. I know that's you. And then I saw the credits, and it was you, and Derek gave us an awesome story about Ninja Turtles at the convention. That's very cool. And I'd love to share it with you guys, but that's going to come out later in Derek's book. Yeah, or whatever. But uh, no, I mean, Derek Mears was amazing, and Sid Haig we did last year at this convention. Mm-hmm. And Tony Todd, we just gave you. So the last man is anyone? Kane Hodder, exactly. <laughs> the Jason Voorhees himself, man. The the four time repeat, Jason Voorhees, Hatchet, like he is Victor Crowley. Kane Hodder actually gave us a few minutes, and we talked about things, and we talked about his book, and I mean, you guys will hear the interview in a second, but Kane Hodder. If you've never met him, Kane Hodder is the most stand-up guy in horror right now. Like, we love Tony Todd, don't get me wrong, but Kane Hodder is the guy who he's out there, he's in the hospitals, he's talking to the kids, he's giving back, and he wrote a book that if you haven't read it, you need to pick it up. If you're a horror fan and you haven't read Kane's book, pick it up. And we're we're not getting anything for this. That book is just so moving. You'll hear, you'll get a lot out of it, and you told him you got a lot out of it. Well, and that's and that's why I wanted to meet him. Don't get me wrong, I like Kane Hodder, love Friday the Thirteenth. He's a great Jason, uh, Hatchet, Victor Crowley. I mean, right, right, right. It's just good stuff. And so it was really funny. And I was like, I'm meeting Kane. I'm giving that man money because I appreciated his book. Right, right, right. His acting is great, but the book was was what tipped me over the edge. So it's funny because not only is he a stand up guy, but he's a very intense guy. Intense. He's an intense dude. What happened? He lives into it. Wow. Uh, so so we meet we meet we meet Kane and he doesn't like my hat, first off. Doesn't like it. What's your hat say? <laughs> it says repent. Repent. Now what now explain the repent hat right All right. Now. All right, quick background for those of you who don't know, I am a Lutheran pastor. Yes. And uh, but as you know, for those of you who don't know, the Lutheran is a very liberal church tradition. Yes. So yes. we are not into fire and brimstone and, and things like that. We love gay people. Like we're into <laughs> you know? I like how that's the thing he threw out there. <laughs> well, no, but, but that's the biggest So I wear this repent hat almost as a joke, you know. Right, right, and because, right. And it's from one of my favorite bands, Those Poor Bastards. Those Poor Bastards. And it's from their merch site. Uh, so I've got this hat. And Who Kane, else was wearing that repent hat? When uh, Mad Chan and I saw Shooter Jennings live. Shooter Jennings. Maybe. I didn't even know the hat existed. And we saw Shooter Jennings wearing it. I was like. Uh, must have. <laughs> must and have then I was going to order a new uh, a new vinyl record from those poor bastards' website, and I was like, "Hey, where's that hat? I'm getting it." It was exciting. So I walk up, Kane Hunter. Apparently, you turned into a Guido. <laughs> hey, there's a hat. How you I'm doing? How you doing? How you doing? So uh, Kane Hunter uh, did not like my hat, which was funny. Did not like your hat. Uh, and so, what did I say? Really loud. Oh yeah, I was like, "No, it's cool. He's a pastor." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? He's like, uh, you no, know, it, it was great. He's like, oh, that's cool. Sid Haig is too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, what happened during your Kane Hunter experience? So I, um, you know, you know, we're, we're in the middle of about getting ready to spiral out of control here because he already found out I'm a cheap ass too because I want to buy the expensive post <laughs> So we're, we're, we're in a tailspin. And Chad goes, no, 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 no. Like Chad is like in the back of his head. He's like, you can save this. You can save this. Tell him, tell him what you want to tell him about the book. I did say that. Yeah. I said that really loud because of the book. Yeah, and so it's okay. And is already like, 
oh, what? He hated my book? He didn't read my book? He thought my book was a piece of shit? <laughs> Even though we all loved the book. It was so funny. And, and like he, he got up and came over because we were going to get a picture. And I shook his hand. I put my hand on his shoulder. And I looked him right in the eye. And for those of you who don't know, I told him, I said, you know, Kane, um, I lost my wife in a car accident last year. And your story in your book, I read that a couple months afterwards. But your story about going through the burn and all of the the struggles that you faced with that, I mean, this guy was out of commission for, what, 18, 24 months? Yeah, he was out of commission It was a, a horrible time. story uh, because the, the, the hospital really botched everything with his yes, with yes, healing yes. his wounds. Um, and just the strength that he found to come back and to move forward with his life again was really what I needed to read when I read it. And I had the opportunity to tell him that, and that's what I wanted to do. And uh, he just got this look in his eye, and he just said, thanks, that means a lot. And it was I said, a nice moment. It was. it was. It really was. And I said, it really meant a lot to me. Now please choke the shit out of me for this picture. <laughs> <laughs> direct quote. I'm not playing with y'all. Direct quote. And that's a backstory too you learn in his book. And if you've ever met Kane, what he does is he, if you just look at pe- pictures of people, you're like, oh, look, Kane Hunter put his hand on their neck. This no. man does not put his hand on your neck. He chokes you. He chokes you. And occasionally there's a little thing in your neck that pops. If he does it correctly. <laughs> and guess what? I was the lucky winner that night. Because <laughs> he broke my wishbone inside my neck or whatever it is. <laughs> and I was in pain for a week. <laughs> a literal week, guys. Like, I'm not playing with y'all. It hurt like four days later. I go to blow my nose and my neck hurts. And I'm like, he, he literally texts me. He's like, dude, Kane Hunter choked me so hard that I'm still in pain. <laughs> like, he sounded like, like talking to him on the phone. He sounded like Stallone. He's like, hey, yo, this is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty bad, dude. So, uh, yeah, that, that was all. I mean, it's part of the experience. Like, I bitched about that. It hurt, but I'm like, right, right. You know what? Jason Voorhees choked me out. It was amazing. <laughs> it and we so got, good. It and so we good. did an interview with Kane, and we talked a little bit about him. Uh, Grizz wasn't in on that one, but I did an interview I'd with Kane. Left. So, yeah. would you guys like to roll into that? Yeah, let's do that. I think that'd be fantastic. Let's do that. Roll, roll it. Roll it fantastic. <laughs> oh, gosh. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Hey, Monsters, what's going on? I'm here right now with Kane Hodder. Uh, you know him best as Jason, the Jason Voorhees. And uh, he also played the Victor Crowley. And uh, Kane, we appreciate you taking a few moments with us. Um, just had a couple quick questions. Um, do you have any upcoming projects that we can all look forward to? Yeah, it's been great. I have uh, actually about nine films coming out in the next few months. A um, couple notable ones being uh, one called Old 37 where Bill Mosley and I play brothers that drive a, an ambulance around and respond to 911 calls before the real people get there. Okay. So we take people away and do horrible things to them. <laughs> uh, then there's one called uh, Smothered, again with Mosley, uh, Don Shanks from Halloween, R.A. Mihailov from Chainsaw 3, uh, Malcolm Danar from Christine. John Schneider wrote and directed it. Uh, it's a great story about uh, where we kind of play ourselves as horror icon has-beens. Nobody cares about us anymore, so we're bitter and we uh, do something to try and make money. We get killed off one by one. <laughs> and the final one being Charlie's Farm. Once again with Mosley. <laughs> We shot this movie with him and I and Tara Reid in Australia, and uh, it's about a serial killer, which neither of us play him, a guy named Nathan Jones, 
Aussie guy plays the killer. And uh, <clears throat> I play a guy that is an ex-heavyweight fighter that goes to confront the killer. So, you know, watch for those. Plus, there's other ones. Alice D, Abandoned in the Dark. What? Oh, no. Story don't talk about anything that was bad or makes them sound weak or anything. But I talk about everything in my life. when, And there's plenty of stuff that was hard to get through. And without fail, those are the, the things that people talk about the most. You know, people that have been bullied, people that have gone through painful injuries, stuff like that, long hospital stays. Anyone that has that kind of stuff can relate to it and they appreciate someone talking honestly about it because it's a it's a difficult subject matter sometimes to talk about this stuff. And I just figured if I'm going to tell my story, I'm going to tell everything, good and bad. And, you know, that's my story. So why should I hold things back? And, uh, you know, people have really responded well to it, and I'm, I'm very happy about that. Now, you do a lot with different charities, especially like Scares the Care. And I've, we heard you speak before about going out and actually doing speaking engagements and talking to kids in burn units. And uh, do you still continue as much of that work as you did before? Yeah, I do as much as I can because it helped me <clears throat> when I was in the hospital with the burns. The biggest help was to talk to somebody that's been through it because it's one of those injuries where unless you can look at somebody that has burn scars on them, your first thought is you don't know what you're talking about. Please don't tell me how I'm going to feel, what to expect if you haven't been there. And uh, so the fact that that helped me so much when somebody was able to do that for me that I know how valuable it can be so I do whatever I can I mean the, the fact that the Jason thing is kind of a gets people's interest at burn units and the fact that I'm a burn survivor you know seals the deal and I can go in and talk to people you know hopefully it helps I mean I know how much it helped me so that's what I try to do okay um on a lighter note in, in the book you also talk about this um this thing that you do when you, on every shoot where you pick out a victim and you go into their dressing room. Okay, would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, go ahead. Tell, tell people what I do. <laughs> Apparently, you, uh, you piss in somebody's dressing room on each shoot? Well, yeah. If I'm, if I'm killing multiple people on a movie, uh, I always pick out one person, <laughs> one character, and uh, I like to urinate in their dressing room before... Uh, their death comes. It's just kind of a ritual thing for me. It's enjoyable. I think it's hilarious. And the only person to ever get upset about it, as you know, was R.A. Mihailov because on Hatchet 2 I did it in his dressing room. And uh, most often I would do it when the person wasn't in there. But I couldn't get to R.A.'s room when he wasn't there, so I just did it while, I, while he sat in there. And he didn't think it was all that funny. I, of course, did. <laughs> now, after the book coming out and everything, do people still come up and try to poke you in the chest? Uh, no. <laughs> they know better than that. And because, you know, they think it might be funny to do that, but at the same time, in the back of their mind, saying, eh, probably shouldn't. Right. It would be funny for me to do it because it shows I read the book, but at the same time, is it worth getting knocked unconscious for? <laughs> That's so they, what I wondered. They defer to the latter <laughs> choice and say no. Right Kane, we really appreciate you taking a few minutes with us. Um, if people want to find you on social media and follow you, uh, what would they look up? 
Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't go on my Facebook at all. Okay. Uh, but I'm 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 on a Twitter, Kane Hutter one. How how clever, <laughs> I know. Uh, and you know, just uh, you can always find updates and new information on uh, KaneHutterKills.com. Thank you, Kane. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Man, that Kane Hodder. What a dude. Solid dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kane Hodder's amazing. Dude. Yeah. He's always amazing. Yeah. Enjoyed that. Enjoyed my time with him. So, uh, wrapping up, final thoughts, things that we uh, talked about, did, whatever. Um, what about merch? Would you guys pick up merch wise? Anything good? Because you know, merch is always an important part of these shows. Yeah. I did kind of my usual thing, just getting some posters, magnets. I kind of have, like, my checklist. I just right, kind of right, add right, a little right. bit to each collection. So I ran that. Uh, my one regret was there was no actually... Regrets. <laughs> yeah. No, we had a one. No, me. Yeah, I'm saying. Uh, there was so many shirts that I liked that I didn't get any. I was just... No, I got you. I got you. I've seen that. Like, I could not decide on any. Like, uh, Hoover, man, like, we talk about Jason Hoover all the time, the... Uh, Jason always has a, a witty shirt. If you guys have never been to his booth, witty? They're witty <laughs> shirts, man. Jason, he's, Jason Hoover has the wittiest shirt. Stop shirts. buying. So but Jab so. Pictures, man. You guys need to go check out Jab Pictures. They always got some witty shirts. But no, dude, I didn't even get a shirt this time. I picked up a movie. So I was kind of awesome with that. Cool. Um, as for other merchandise, um, I did get a couple magnets. Cool. Um, I didn't get any action figures this time or any uh, collectible figures this time. Uh, I really wanted to. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. And prints, dude. I did not pick up any prints. Like, um, I got to put this out there because we haven't really talked about the the big draw of the weekend. I, I got to throw this out there. The reason I didn't pick up any action figures or anything, the big draw of the weekend was Rose McGowan mm-hmm. from The Scream and uh, The Scream and Charmed and Planetary. Planetary, thank you. Uh, Grindhouse series. So, I did get to meet Rose. Did you get to meet Rose? I did. Yes, yes. Lovely lady. Amazing lady. Um, Set up really well. Yeah, like, yeah. Unbelievable. And they said that killed it. Like, she was a huge guest with a long line that they broke up into sections and killed it. Like, yeah, you didn't you didn't have to wait long. And when you did meet her, you... It was so it was, professional. It, it was, was so just you, like, and her, her little crew with her yeah. in a room. Like, you didn't have people hovering over you. It exactly. wasn't loud noise. You had a quiet moment to hang out. It's cool. It was set up well. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. So I spent most of my, my weekend, I focused on that. I actually bought a additional autograph. I usually don't do that in those type of situations. But she had some 8x10s that I really enjoyed. And even though I had my Grindhouse poster, I wanted her to sign. I was like, oh, man, this may need to get another one. because. And then after you met her, she was that approachable. I was glad I did it. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm, I don't have those feelings. Like a lot of the time you're just like, oh, okay, I met, I met Freddie. I met, I met Ash. I met, you know, whoever. You, you meet those guys, and you're like, oh, that was awesome. Like, I met Rose McGowan, and I was glad I did it. I was glad I got that additional autograph. So it was kind of cool, man. And I really like that. Um, as for other things, man, like I said, I picked up some magnets. Picked up some, like, 11 by 17s. I didn't pick up anything huge. And well, I really wish did, I would have. We both got movies at that stand. Did you get the Alien? Is that uh, you ended up getting? I ended up getting the Tingler, man. I've never bought it on. Ah, I've never bought right. it. And I got the 40th Anniversary Tingler Edition. Um, and if you guys have never seen the Tangler, it's um, awesome. Vincent Price, you know, William like Castle. oh yeah, William Castle, Vincent Price movie. It's amazing. You guys need to check that out. That's always been one of my favorites. And I keep trying to buy this Tangler um, uh, yeah. toy. Yeah, at every convention, 
And every time I, by the time I get into the convention, they're usually sold out because they've only got one or two. But anyway, I got I picked up the movie this time, and it's um, converted to color and 40th anniversary edition. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I found a slasher I'd been wanting uh, right just before dawn. Right on. Some, uh, some hill people. Right. Style. Nice. Good stuff. Always love hill. And people. like I, I spoke before, like I picked up both of Borowski's books. Yeah, I was glad to get. Yeah, that. I, I picked up both of his I books, and I picked home. up Serial Killer Culture. Um. And those are kind of things I bought, man. Like uh, other than that, I got Hoover's movie. I got Jason Hoover's movie. Yeah. I got I Am No One, the two disc, uh, the two disc edition that came out from uh, Fred Vogel. So Fred Krueger? No, Fred Vogel. <laughs> toe tag. <laughs> Fred, we yeah, toe tag. We we interviewed Fred last year. If you guys who don't remember, like uh, toe tag pictures, man. Redson Tower, all that good stuff. So and that's kind of was that was my haul, man. That's what I got merch. What'd you get? Um, magnets and stickers. I think that's really all I did. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy because we're at that point now where yeah. you've got so many things. You're like magnets and stickers. I cannot remember the name of that guy that has the great patches. I got the shining one. Did you get the shining yeah. one? That's it's awesome. the one that, that with like leather face and the oh, of Texas. Oh, oh, oh! Like Paul, Paul Bearer Press. Press. Paul yeah. Bearer Press. Shout out to that dude. Yeah. Awesome yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, friend of the show. Actually. Friend of the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's he might do some screen printing for us. Really nice guy. Yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. We give him coasters. He gives us coasters. That's or not coasters, koozies. We gave him coasters. Yeah. He gave us coasters. Yeah, and he's, mean, got, he's got yeah, and he's got great uh, great patches. Yeah. Had some awesome ugly Christmas sweaters and horror prints, but uh, not in Big Daddy size. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> you know up. we need the two of us need Big Daddy size. Yeah, had an awesome Krampus one. I wanted so bad. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would have bought that Krampus sweater. I would have shelled out the cash for that uh, just because I had it to spend that weekend. Um, but like, it's funny because like you see things at a con. And if you've got the money and you don't want to buy anything else, you're okay with spending that. But then to go home and see it online from another place for the same price, you're just not going to do it. So yeah, I got a question, yeah, because fun. I do that too, man. Like anything, anything at a con is like right in there, right? Like because I came to spend that money. Exactly. Yeah. Conventions, I have X amount of money set aside. When I get home, it's different. Big regret. Should have picked. Should have, could have, would have picked up that weekend. I no regrets. Just, you know, no, no, so, not yeah. regret, but I mean, should have, could have, would have. You, you should have bought this. Like, I wish I had bought this, but whatever. The the, the shirt, I cannot remember their name for the life of me. Uh, the Lloyd uh, Shining shirt. Yes, yes, that was awesome. Yeah. I knew Which, that. Actually, the, I remember you telling me you should have got that. guy had that on at some point during well, the weekend because he'd got it from him. That was a rad shirt. I can. It was. Yeah, it was. They had a uh, what's his name? Something on? like we met him last year. Something like that. There's a, there's something like something rotten pizza yeah. or evil pizza or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, punk, punk guys wearing like denim vests like we do. <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah. No, I wish I would have got that shirt. Hey, what's um, his name? It was Turkle on it, right? It was Joe Turkle. Yeah. 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 That was Who amazing. I met we met him last year. Yeah. At the very same convention. I wish that I would have bought some space music. Oh man, I'm not even want to go there. Music. I wouldn't look that oh, man in the eye. Oh my space music, man! We should have bought at least a CD from that guy. We should have. I love that. We should have got a picture with the sign hitting us in the face because it just kept inching out as you. Every walked time by. you walked by, he got closer to you, man. Let's just leave it at this. If you want to know what it sounds like in space, this guy can help. This, this is your guy. This guy's hook you up. This man. is your guy. Hey. Regrets for you. Oh man, or, I should have bought. Eight, I should have bought eight bit Batman. Yeah. It wasn't even I pre-order. I pre-order a lot of toys. I thought you had that. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I had already okay. pre-ordered it. I want that. I pre-order a lot of toys, that's and cool. I pre-ordered 8-Bit Batman and 8-Bit Rocky because I have the whole line of NECA toys at this point, the 8-Bits. And I pre-ordered both of those 
but my Batman, I'm still waiting on. Yeah. And a guy had it that weekend, and he had it cheaper yeah. because I had to all. pay shipping and handling and stuff. So the guy had it cheaper. I should have bought it, man. But that's really my one regret because they never have big man shirts. Guys, there's been three conventions I've ever been to in my life that had big man shirts. And I bought, I'm not, I'm not joking, 20 yeah. shirts in three conventions because you had my size. Like, guys, carry big man shirts. I know it's a little bit of extra cost, but there's a lot of us out there, man. And that's just my plea to you, and I, I, that's all I'm going to say on it. But if you have three, four, five X shirts, there's guys out there that will buy your shirts. I've got an awesome Return of the Living Dead shirt that nobody carried except one guy, and I bought that. I bought a Shining shirt. I bought several. I bought a Wicker Man shirt. I bought tons of shirts from these people. If you carry big man sizes, they will buy because nobody else has them. You got a Wicker Man shirt? Huh? You got a Wicker Man shirt? Yeah, I've never seen it. Huh? I've never seen it. I've never worn it huh. to a convention. Interesting. Well, because it's a little small, I feel self-conscious. I got you. I, I do remember. Uh, here's my regret. Um, there, double here's double up on Krampus. There was a Krampus stocking. <laughs> the Krampus stocking was so oh, yeah. cool. Oh, the one that had all the that. Day you of the Dead that. skulls. Yes, that and that, place, and that yeah. was and that was a purchase I forgot to mention. As you should have got that earlier. As I said, my wife passed away. Her favorite color was purple, and this this. Lady had yes. awesome hand painted sugar skulls, yes. uh, and I collect days of the not days of the dead Chicago stuff. I collect uh, I collect <laughs> Dia, Dia, de Dia de los Muertos. Dia de los Muertos. Uh, yeah, and um, I got an awesome purple hand painted sugar skull, yes. and it was it's so rad. I love it. I'm so glad. same booth, best purchase and biggest regret. <laughs> same yeah. There you go, man. There yeah. you go. I there also go. I need to get the atomic cotton shirt of Night of the Demons. I looked at oh, it. You do need oh, to yeah. get that. I, I, I got stickers it. from them. Really? Time. Yeah, I, I do. Cool. I get the Atomic Cotton stickers. Is that, the, really is that where my Daniel Harris came yes, from? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They've got great shirts, great stickers, yeah. awesome, awesome designs. Awesome. I. That's why I always get. I, that's why I always get the buttons for the wife. I forgot. I, I even bought her buttons this time, like uh, the Golden Girls buttons. Oh yeah. Yeah, I buy that's those every those. time I go there, man. I um, I did get a T-shirt. I uh, I really love the shirts at Western Evil. Western uh, Evil. Those guys have some awesome Swallow shirts. Swallow my period blood. We weren't gonna, not going to buy that. No, one. I'm not doing it. I bought that one once. So good. Great. <laughs> no, no, um, no, but they have good shirts. Actually, the shirt says the shirt says your mom hates period blood. By your the way. mom swallows period blood. Um, Sorry, I got uh, I got uh, a shirt that is the cover of the Memphis Sun. Yes, uh, newspaper. I was with the, you. Yes. the day that Elvis Presley died. That was, yeah, it's a good looking. So yeah, it's a good an awesome shirt. shirt. That's an awesome shirt. Yeah, um, I really want to buy one day when it's on clearance because I can't in good conscience pay twenty dollars. For a picture of the Buddy Holly plane crash that says that'll be the day. Oh. My sister will strike you. Oh. <laughs> Don't wear that it's around. So my sister. Don't wear it's so wrong. It's so wrong. I will only wear it in my and, house. And Emily, we appreciate you listening. And <laughs> we'll never let him buy that shirt. Never. never uh, I'd just go. like to mention before I forget how excited I was to meet William Forsythe. Dude, it was oh, awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, were there any extra celebs that we met yeah, that we want to throw out? Just um, to have a chat with him real quick about Once Upon a Time in America and the new extended right. release the, you know, that just came out that you can buy and him talking about how he hadn't watched that since the screening with and I quote him, Jimmy and De Niro after they just finished right. it. He was like, I haven't seen that cut since then until this came out. He's like, it's worth the money. Go buy it. And so just to talk to this guy about a movie yeah. I've loved for so long and I didn't expect to cover it a horror convention. Pretty neat. And it was it was great because Professor and I were planning on meeting him for the most part, but uh, we went outside to get some fresh air, and uh, he was just out there smoking. Yeah. 
And so we got to talk to him, and we were like, we got to go meet him right now. He was yeah. so cool. He was so friendly. Right. Uh, just a real personable, down-to-earth kind of guy. And we talked to him for like 10 minutes outside in the freezing cold. And then we went in and met him, and Professor had that conversation with him about uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Right. And I got to talk to him about Devil's Rejects, and he signed my um, my Rejects 8x10 with uh, one of his best It's already hanging lines. up in your house, man. I got every turnaround. I was over there the other day, and this dude had already had a frame. Everything I got powered. that weekend is already framed and either hung or put. Oh wow! Oh, why are you so on your game, so? Why are you so on your game? I'm so behind, man. My, my, I worry my, too much. My about frame that. game, I guess, is so behind. My castle. <laughs> but, no, like the weekend, man. The weekend brought a lot of fun things. It brought a lot of new friends, uh, people that we got to meet, people that we got to hang out with. Um, it brought a lot of chunky dudes and one little <laughs> hot tub. It brought a lot of fun people in the in a pool, chunky dudes in a hot tub. But at the same time, like man, we we met a lot of good friends this weekend. And a you guy guys know who you are, and a guy who likes big burly bearded men. A guy yes. who met big big burly bearded men. Uh, you know who you are. Hopefully, you're listening to the show right now. <laughs> um, I'm not giving you my phone number, but if you see me next next uh, Chicago, I'll hug you. I guess. <laughs> it's just I know it's bad, but seriously, like no, Chicago was amazing, and it couldn't we couldn't. Have, been in Chicago right now without Rick Laura, Bill Philpa, and Adolfo Dorna. Thank you so much. We appreciate much. you Thank guys you. so much for having us and hosting us. Um, we love Days of the Dead. Hopefully we'll get to see you guys in Atlanta. If not, we'll be back in Indianapolis. Um, you guys put on a great show. Anybody got any closing thoughts on Days of the Dead Chicago, man, 2014? Just Can't wait for next year, obviously. Just a blast. Just yeah. a blast. What a treat. What a treat. What a treat. What a treat. No, seriously. Just as fun as last year, just in a different way. A blast, and you know, I appreciate all the hard work that they put into. Oh, oh, big props to Miko Hughes. I got to throw that out there real quick. I'm sorry, Miko, you did amazing. Sorry, I'm just throwing that in on you. I'm just kidding. No, go ahead. Nah, just appreciate all the hard work they put into it to provide a convention that is the kind we love. DJ Trey, Monsters Among Us, man. Like, there's the thing. We have so many of these convention people that I just can't always mention them all. Those guys are amazing, man. You got to keep going. There we go. Well, without any further ado, I think we've said all we can say. Well, of course, Matt Chan said all he can say. But we've said <laughs> all that needs you to be said about uh, Days of Chicago 2014. What about our friend with the bank letter? Oh, for heaven's sake. Uh, so, for the Midwest Monsters, I am Grizzly Abner here with my good friends. Matt Chan! Professor Wagstaff, please stay scary. Dude, did you guys see that shit?